You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Episode number 44. We've Yay. come a long way. <laughs> Yay. Yes. I'm always so excited to be here to look at your face, Chris. <laughs> You're really excited tonight. I hate you a lot less this week than I normally do. I put makeup on tonight you for did. you. You look cute. You look really cute. We have a full house tonight. Yes, we do. I'm really excited yeah. about this. The lovely Chris in the corner here, of course. <laughs> he loves being in the corner. The lovely Michelle. Hello. And the loveliest person in this room, Mr. Chris. The other Chris, Mr. Chris Jordan. Well, thank you. Who's much cuter than Chris George. I just, I don't know. It's a tough call. Let me look at, look at me, both of you. You're both pretty cute. <laughs> Depends oh yeah, which... oh, yeah. Chris, I'm sorry. Chris George just won because he stuck his tongue out. Yeah, for the I listening audience, <laughs> you, you you put the tongue out. All it's not even fair, man. <laughs> <laughs> really busy week. This uh, we have or a busy time we have tonight. Uh, we had a pretty cool topic, and this was Michelle's too, wasn't this? This was your idea, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, and I saw this, and I'm like, sweet. Oh, well, there's man. a lot of good stuff we could mine. This, yeah. one. this is yeah. This is gonna be one of those paint like wall burners. I think like kind of like the Alien show. Yeah. And I, that, yeah. Am I wrong on this, Chris George? Um, if that is that the most downloads was the Alien show, or am I wrong on that? It wasn't the most downloads, but it got a shit ton. Yeah. People yeah. really seem to dig that. Yep. Yeah. And we dug it. We'll have to do another one. Hell part yeah. Part you Alien part you our own thing. I don't. Know. <laughs> part uh, de. Part de. Part de. <laughs> so. I don't even want to get into the. T- I don't want to spoil the topic yet. We'll we'll make it a surprise this week. It'll be really cool, um, because we have a lot of other things we have to talk about. First and foremost, of course, Chris has a fresh black eye on his face. <laughs> Somebody got the best of him this week. But you should see my rectum. <laughs> that's that's what the first thing they go for. I thought we were keeping this high punch right in the asshole, <laughs> right in the chocolate starfish. <laughs> Oh, and somebody get out! out Sorry, the, out in the weeds we go. <laughs> I get straight to anuses on every podcast. <laughs> You're just one of the dudes. I haven't seen you in a month, and the first joke that comes out of your mouth is about somebody's butthole. Of course. All right. Well, I should know better. I thought you changed, Michelle. No, I just don't know you anymore. I lied. I need therapy. <laughs> Fooled you. Chris has been tearing people's heads off all week. Out there on the streets, hurting people, the mean streets. Yes. To get the news. Chris, what do we have in the news this week? Well, A Cure for Wellness has completely bombed at the box office. One yeah. of the worst of the early year. Really? What the hell? Huge, I knew that was going to happen. Huge budget, and it came in with only $4.3 million for the entire weekend. Was it like 80, yeah, 80 million what the for hell? The was it like $80 million for the budget? I think so. Like I, I saw it on Saturday. I really liked it. Everybody that yeah. I know that saw it loved it. Yeah. I mean, it looked real, real weird. It looked like the sort of movie that I was a little bit surprised that it got the kind of budget that it did. Right. Yeah. But it was it was really cool. Is well, it me or were they pushing the advertising hard on that movie more so than other films? Because I swear to God, I saw, like, I watch a lot of YouTube. I would see a Cure for Wellness ad, like, every other video and I saw a lot of it on Facebook and just in general. So they had a high, I think they yeah, spent a lot of money on advertising. Well, they're saying that actually the advertising campaign is what really hurt it. Number one, a lot of people saw the disturbing imagery in the 
trailers yeah. and whatnot and yeah. the previews and all the campaigning they were doing for mm-hmm. it and it scared them because a lot of people don't want to see brutal stuff right now yeah and uh secondly they did this strange thing where yeah, they the were fake news pr- they were producing fake news content and then sneaking the cure for wellness uh promo into what? that and it threw a lot of people off oh really so there was actually a little bit almost of a boycott where people were like we don't want to see this movie because they were confused and they weren't happy with what the ad campaign was. Huh. So a lot of things hurt it. Yeah. Sad. And that's, yeah, that's too bad because it was, I mean, I really love that kind of like really gothic horror-ish style. Me and you both love that same kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So. Maybe it'll pick up, you know, on the Blu-ray release. You know, it'll it will. It'll now I really want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. Now I really want to see it. It was cool. And yeah, I saw it Saturday night with some friends, and we were honestly concerned. Like, we were getting there like five minutes before it started, and we were kind of concerned, like, oh, it's not going to like be sold out or anything. Right. I mean, it's Saturday. And then we got there, and there were like three other people in the theater. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah, it was, I mean, granted, it was like 10 o'clock at night, but still, like opening weekend, that there was like us and one other group of people in there. It was, holy crap. It was weird. Dane DeHaan doesn't really seem to sell movies very well, though, either. Like, they put him in a lead role, and he doesn't seem to, like, bring people in. Maybe if somebody else had been in the role, maybe that would have helped. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still going to see it now. Yeah, He, yeah. Was, totally he was quite... He was really good in it. Oh, yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's, he's, a great a, yeah actor. he's not like a... He's definitely much more of sort of a character actor mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so next up, Lego Movie. As far as box office went, Lego Movie absolutely destroyed the weekend again. <laughs> Made th- another $33 million this weekend. Damn. So Lego. it's like coming Lego. close to $100 million already, which is crazy. <laughs> but again, we have to remember this is a family weekend. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got President's Day off for you know midwinter break from school and whatnot. Um, so in other news, getting away from the box office... Hugh Jackman is actually really, really done playing Wolverine. Uh, we knew Logan was meant to be yeah. his last role or his last time playing Wolverine, but he actually came out today um, because there were rumors that he was going to do a Wolverine versus Deadpool movie, and he came out and said he is not going to do it. So he is actually done doing Wolverine. Which I thought there might have been a chance yeah. at some point he'd. Yeah. He went out with a bang, though. That Logan was fantastic. So, I mean, yep. went, I know it's not going to be out for another, what, week or so? A week? March yeah. 3rd. But, you know, for the listeners, it's it's really good. And, I, and you know, and he. I always, I always liked Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because it felt like he took the role seriously and he always put all his acting chops into it. And I don't know. I, I feel like it's maybe it's time for him to. Put up the mantle and lets a younger guy take it because he's getting up. I mean, he's been doing it for 17 years. He's oh, been yeah. Logan. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, in the main series movies, they've gotten to the point now where Wolverine just shouldn't be around for yeah. a while. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, now he's made his last appearance before he's going to turn up in the original with no memory. Yeah. So that's. In other news, the Predator, the Shane Black Predator not really a sequel, but the continuation of the Predator series started shooting today. Looks pretty cool. The people they have. I'm sure I'll love it. <laughs> I love Predators. I still grown, I but cool. I love it. I, yeah. I love Predator. 
Aquaman has officially set a start date. They're going to start shooting on May 22nd of 2017. And the other kind of big piece of news today is a movie mainstay has been officially shut down as of yesterday. The IMDb message boards are no more. I'm not going to lie. I hadn't looked at them shits for like (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) They were, I was like, because I'd go in there and it's, everybody's like, blah, blah, blah. so I was like, that's true. Yeah. They were like terrible. My drink just came out my nose. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, like I, You're used to that. I'm definitely, I'm sort of of two minds of it. Because uh, I, I mean, the IMDb board, it's not, not Chris's drink coming out of his nose. That, that's just hilarious. I'm not conflicted about that at all. It's all uh, over his shirt. It's all over you. That's not. We're, we're going to probably have to edit this part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a reason why? I mean, I have not followed this that close. Is there a reason why they decided to make this move? Well, they said it just wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. They were a, tired of reading. Doo, 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 it, doo. it wasn't a, a tool anymore. It was more arguing and people posting spoilers and people posting arguments and political stuff and posting links to torrent sites and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. And I think that the administrators at IMDb probably just got tired. Uh, they didn't have the resources to police yeah, it yeah, they're, they're, and yeah. keep up with it anymore. I all that crap. It's ridiculous. But we have to remember one thing. Oh, boy. IMDb is owned by Amazon. They have unlimited resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myself... I think it's a huge, they should not have shut them down, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. For myself, every movie I see, after I watch that movie, I go on IMDb and I look on the message boards. Mm-hmm. Just because I can tell which ones are going to be troll posts. The ones are like, you know, Trump would hate this movie. Okay, I'm not going to read that <laughs> thread. But I'm going to read the one that actually says something smart. Like, yeah, oh, you guys yeah. should definitely see this movie, or you shouldn't, or whatever. The necessary commentary I want to look at it and see what did other people think about the movie because mm-hmm. there were a lot of those they said there were over a million boards Damn. shut down well what i think maybe they should wow. have done instead of shutting them completely down is maybe condense them into just one big board because every single movie had its own board that's a lot of just boards maybe see, they could have had like movies indie movies or horror movie board maybe just condensed it down and then people could just start a thread on a movie kind of like reddit does you know yeah, like reddit's yeah, got yeah. our movies and then somebody's like oh have you seen this movie and there's a giant thread on the movie but i think that might have been a better a compromise between completely getting rid of them you know yeah i don't know i mean i I think it would have been a good idea to have more general threads like that, but I I liked that there were boards devoted to movies, devoted to shows. I always thought that was cool. Um, I liked the idea of the sort of culture that they were trying to go for, and I definitely remember before it got all trolly when it actually was, you know, a good board. But I think, like, why I'm kind of conflicted about it is, like, I think it sort of came to represent the worst of what we've talked about on here when yeah. we've talked about, like toxicity and fandom yeah. and you know like when i write all my doctor who reviews every season i just like i just post them on the board and just walk away and just <laughs> never go back it's like you're walking like, away I, from an explosion yeah, slowly like, like, I, like... I, I watched because like i i you can see it over time like i watched that turn from like okay a bunch of fans talking about this show to now is just like 
everybody is that, like, oh, this is why, even though I'm claiming to be a fan, this is actually the worst shit ever, and if you liked it, then you're not a real fan, and, like, just all that, like, you know, just catty, like, who's a fake fan, and, like, oh, you're not allowed to like this, and, like, it was just, like, like, the place you go if you want to feel bad for liking the stuff you like, because everyone's <laughs> just there to be like, no, your tastes are awful, and you I, should feel awful. I had seen such disgusting stuff posted on there at times. You know, people are like, oh, you're you're a fag if you like this. You suck dicks if you like... like what the I mean, fuck is that? The like, last time I looked at it, it was like that, so I was like, well, yeah. don't want that message board, yeah. and I just... Mm-hmm. Like, everybody goes to IMDb's like, who's that guy that's in the movie? And then you click on, oh, that's that guy, and then you leave, like... Or, you know, I actually used to that's, use... That's IMDb. what I use as a resource. Yeah. 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 I used to use uh, the app a lot because they had a watch list and you could, like, track mm. stuff that was coming mm-hmm. out. And I liked that. But I changed over to Letterboxd to do that, which is a lot better. The UI is better. The community is better. It's actually... Uh, and you could write your reviews on there. And uh, I like it a lot better than IMDb. Yeah. And they have mm. the same info as IMDb. Like, they have the cast and crew and all mm. that stuff. So it's a good alternative if somebody, you know, is mad about IMDb shutting that down. You could use Letterboxd. So, yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. I I still think at some point maybe they'll bring them back. Maybe once they yeah. give it a rest for a while. And I think they're going to see a huge traffic decline on the site Ooh, uh-huh. because there's a lot of people that use it specifically for that, like yeah. me. Yes, I use it for that resource, but I also go to the message boards all the time. And I know there's a lot of people like me. But. On the other end, other side of the token, this might spawn another really cool site. That's what I keep thinking about. Yeah, something might really cool might come out of this. A really great yeah tool for message boards. So yeah, I mean, I think the reason why it went as bad as it did was like just with how big it is. There's and no moderation. Yeah, and then like some of the boards just got so just full of bullshit that people left and went to mm-hmm. like good boards that are more yeah. niche. Yeah. So. so, our releases this week, we've got Get Out. Michelle, you're covering that, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a pass on Wednesday for that. Sweet. We've got an action movie called Collide coming out, starring Nicholas Holt and Felicity Jones, my favorite woman right now. <laughs> and also, the animated film Rock Dog is coming out, which I have no clue no clue about. <laughs> well, Mike uh, watched it. I oh, got some. Pa- I got a family pass. Okay. I was like, "That sounds like good for you." <laughs> well, because he has his family and he like yeah, takes yeah. his son to stuff. So yeah. I was like, you know. Yeah. So suggested viewings um, for myself this week: Hacksaw Ridge is out on Blu-ray tomorrow. I cannot suggest this Mel Gibson movie enough. If you like the brutality of his old films like Braveheart, definitely, definitely, definitely see Hacksaw Ridge. Who else? I actually. Per year, well, you gave me a couple of screeners last week to watch, so I promptly slid Murder Rap into the Blu-ray player. Yeah, uh, I'm already intrigued. Yeah, um, which <laughs> you know, for and it's music. It's my thing. It's the music documentary stuff. Um, so I had a couple hours yesterday, uh, and I watched Murder Rap, which is a, more or less a very deep dive into the conspiracy and the investigation of Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls. 
which are not people I listen to. That's what made it even more intriguing to me. Is like, yeah. I have no idea what the fuck I'm getting into here. But this, but I, I'm also a huge like I'm right. I think I mentioned this last week that I'm like trying to get through every single forensic files episode yeah, ever made yeah. in the last <laughs> twenty years. That's like my challenge to myself. That shows you the depths of my loserdom I've gone to. Is nah. I'm going to watch every forensic file ever, <laughs> and this goes right in. It's the same format. It's like just you know what though. Crime. If we kill you and they make an episode about it, you won't be able to watch that one. No, I won't. Nah, but he does ghost talk. So it'll oh be yeah. A ghost. Oh shit. <laughs> it all comes full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> they'll just be they'll be investigating them on the podcast. <laughs> Scott, are you here? Yeah, that's, he's here. Um, so the, it's a it's a cool document. <laughs> hell Scott, get... are you here? Scratch my balls <laughs> if you're here, Scott. Scratch. I'm my incorporeal. Balls. I can't touch them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the jokes are endless now, but I'm going to stop. So that's a cool documentary. Um, it's it, like I said, it's more of a deep dive into um, all the players, all the people involved, and you know, growing up in that era and not really being a fan of that music. You know, I mean, there was a I, I liked you know Esham and the Detroit stuff we had. I think we talked about that before, Chris. That stuff was cool, but I really wasn't into this big money rap stuff that was going on. Um, that shit was serious business too. Apparently, it was. It These was. guys made a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they tell the story of how the and it's it's a bit of a documentary too. You get to learn about how these these factions came up into the where they were, and how these guys ultimately met their demise. So, for somebody who's like a layman, I'll call myself a layman on that. At best, uh, it was a really sobering and kind of cool, interesting documentary to see on these artists. So I recommend that. It's super cool. I had a lot of fun with it. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say, since we were just talking about how it was really good and did very poorly, I'd say go see A Cure for Wellness. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, really grim and disturbing. And yeah, definitely does not pull any punches. With It Sweet. is a dark fucking movie. I'm so there. But yeah, just, I, just visually it's great. And just the whole kind of like gothic horror like aesthetically and in terms of the gothic vibe yeah. i'd almost put it in like a similar wheelhouse to like crimson peak okay oh, uh, I really like oh wow that one. definitely seeing it yeah, it was not, it was not not as good as crimson peak it was definitely like a couple notches below that and the plot you know had some yeah narrative logic issues but it looked great and was really moody and cast a good spell and is real fucked up and <laughs> eels eels <laughs> <laughs> What do you got for us, Michelle? Mine's a TV show, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Like, I'm notorious for have not seen, like, every show basically ever before. <laughs> like, every show I've seen is, like, from before 2000, basically. Uh, but uh, I heard a lot of uh, people talking about that new Legion show, which yeah. is the... It's directed by the guy that did the Fargo show, which I also haven't seen. But everybody was like, oh, my God, it's the Fargo guy. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um huh. But it's so fucking cool. I usually don't like comic book shows. Like very rare ones I like. I like Daredevil, Jessica Jones. And that's pretty much it, to be honest. Those are the only ones I like. I think the other ones are crap. So, But this one is like, it's like if David Lynch and uh, Terrence Malick and Wes Anderson like combined forces and directed something. It was like oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah. 
it's so it's a mind fuck show and it's so good like the direction looks awesome yeah it the way it looks is incredible it's very artsy and uh stylized and uh it's got what's his name uh dan clark the guy that was in the guest dan stevens dan stevens uh, first off that guy is fucking hot so sexy. he's really sexy so i was already excited because i get oh, to watch him to on watch tv but it's the biggest mind fuck show i've ever seen <laughs> that's how i was the whole show i was really <laughs> it was one of those things where like people you ever like have somebody describe why they hate a show or, or a movie and it's all the stuff you like so that makes yes. you really want to watch uh-huh. it yeah so everybody was all like oh man it's so artsy and it's like you know it's all surreal and i was like uh and they're like uh, it doesn't make sense and the narrative's kind of disjoint i was like uh so I, <laughs> I was like really excited to watch it and everything everybody hated about it was like my jam so Legion, it's got it's on Hulu because I don't have cable, but uh, the first two episodes are on there, and it's just great. Like even if you aren't a fan of comic book stuff, if you like uh, sur- surreal type stuff mm-hmm. or uh, uh, and and actually all the mutant stuff is really fucking cool in it too. Like whenever the Legion uses his powers, it's done really well. Like the special effects are great. Sounds ah, like I need cool. to check it out. It's pretty cool. So really quick before we move on to our topic, make sure you check out our giveaway of Yoga Hosers on Blu-ray on the website. And Scott is smiling at me as I'm announcing this. When I listened to the last one, you guys were cracking me up talking about Yoga Hosers, man. Like talking about his like turds are free. It's a wonderful film. <laughs> <laughs> Who said, you said that? You, you said turds are free too. How drunk was I last week? <laughs> I would never say something like I that. I was laughing at that so hard. I almost <laughs> off a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, really- enter our giveaway for <laughs> Yoga Hosers on Blu-ray. And now moving on to our topic. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Where's the damn drum roll at? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Sorry. That is the announcement <laughs> trumpet. <laughs> Dystopian sci-fi films. Yeah. 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 We are gathered here today <laughs> to discuss dystopian movies. Dystopian <laughs> sci-fi films. Is everybody Italian right now? Yes. I don't know what the fuck. I, I, the horns got me. I was trying to be all grandiose and shit. And I think we're all just goofy as shit tonight, but that's marriage. Good. Yeah. All right. Is that better. What did you? Oh, thank you. I know your eyes are those of a ninety-year-old man. <laughs> oh, the glorious text. I can see it on this piece of paper that I folded up and put in my pocket and unfolded it and opened up here at the studio. Nice. Now, okay. Michelle? Yes? This is all on you, honey. Well, Why? I, I, I thought maybe we should start out with the difference between dystopian and post-apocalyptic film because people tend to That's true. They mix kind of them blur up. the lines. Which I'm probably going to fuck up anyways, but that's why I want to hear from you. Well, I think, you know, the thing is you can have both in the same movie, yeah. but they mm-hmm. have both have distinct things to each genre. Like dystopian to me, uh, well, obviously it, it, it derives from the word utopia, which is a perfect uh, like society. So a dystopia, it's it, it's supposed to be perfect, but it's not. You know, it's yeah. it's the opposite. Oh, we got the all kinds of crazy lightning. You're here. trying to get me hot and bothered, Chris? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I'm setting you up for later. God. But basically, dystopia is a, a society, a future society that uh, seems good on the surface, but underneath it's, you know, it's not. And post-apocalyptic is more like the entire earth is ravaged and like society is broken down. I think that's more of the difference is the yeah. state of society. Like mm-hmm. I would say Mad Max is... 
Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, the, his whole sheet was just whole, Mad Max written over and over. <laughs> well, okay, I would, I'd say the, the first Mad Max, I'd say, is dystopian. Yes. Because yeah, like, the, so, the apocalypse yeah. hasn't happened yet in the yeah. first right. one. Just Society has just gotten real fucked up. Yeah, it's just rough. And what I think is real interesting about that one is that like there's this feeling that, like, society just gradually just kind of turned into a dystopian yeah. state and no one noticed like mm-hmm. yeah well feels very okay. uh, eerily close to close to home these days like something yeah. like oh shit well that's what made me think up this topic actually yeah that's why we thought of this topic <laughs> we're going to be depressed when we walk out of here tonight oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of the idea mm-hmm. and that's thanks for bringing that out because that's well put you on the spot <laughs> You made this shit up. You want to talk about it. Um, Sorry. So, <laughs> when I, I mean, just to get, I don't know if you guys want to get the ball rolling here to start throwing film titles out. Just start you throwing them out. Throw your balls out first. Well, dude, I just, I don't want to, cr- I don't want to crack the floor. <laughs> they're made of steel. Uh, one, I mean, I read this book when I was way young, and the movie is, it's, it's not, it's pretty good. Fahrenheit 451. Mm. Oh, good pick. That's a great example of yes. that, right? It's, perfect. It's a perfect example of that. Um, the book's really cool. I mean, the movie did follow it pretty well. I mean, it, it kind of, you know what? I, I haven't seen it. I saw it, it in school. 1966. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just dropped the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry about that. Um, you know, we can't spoil it, though. That's the thing. We got to keep it cool. Um, but I think that's a really good example of that. I mean, everything is just, you can do whatever you want. You know, and that's, yeah. I don't want to go any further than that. You know, but. You know, like, an idea, I think, of that, too, like, to kind of throw this into the pot, there was an episode of Alfred Hitchcock that has stuck with me since I was a little kid when I saw it, and it was one where a guy died, and he wakes up, he was like a, he was like a thief, like a bad guy, he wakes up, and he's in this space, like, this place, like, this beautiful plush penthouse mm-hmm. with a pool table and all these chicks everywhere, he goes to the casino every night, he just parties he's like you know he's like man and he's like there's like his host is there right like you know this is your place you can do whatever you want oh, I'm here to help was this you. a twilight zone episode no i thought it was a uh, alfred hitchcock because i know it is one you're talking about i think maybe it was twilight zone it i, might, I, I think could, it is twilight could, zone. is it twilight zone yeah mm. okay twilight zone anyways twilight zone i was watching the twilight zone when i was a kid <laughs> uh but you know long story short this guy you know he's got this perfect life now he can do whatever he wants everything he's ever dreamed of right and at the end he's just unfulfilled mm. and he's like man he goes to his host and he's like hey man you know i win at everything everything's perfect i can't i i it's like everything i've ever wanted but this sucks he's like this is what heaven's supposed to be like he's like whoever said this was heaven yep and that is a twilight zone episode he's is like twi- <laughs> yeah boy he starts laughing so yeah. you know i think that kind of sums up this whole dystopian <laughs> idea though yeah um fahrenheit 451 without really blowing a plot out to you guys is that like on the surface it's this beautiful thing like everything's so good but there's things that it's lacking that make the food have no flavor so yep. to say right mm-hmm. that kind of reminds me of the matrix when uh they said they made the first matrix perfect and the people couldn't accept it so they had yeah. to make the matrix be like you know kind of hard and have strife because the they couldn't your the brain human mind couldn't accept the perfect utopia Mm. That's just the same kind of concept as yeah. that episode. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
I, and we've always, I mean, not to get too philosophical on this topic, this early in this topic, but mm. um, that's an interesting idea because the brain and people, and we're all different people, right? Um, and yeah, if, if it was all the same, we wanted everything, we were successful yeah. at everything, we did everything great, there was no problems, everything was totally perfect. We'd be unsat. We'd be dissatisfied, Dennis. People, I think, well, there it wouldn't be no, feel right because you got to have a balance. There'd be there no challenge be. though to anything. There'd be no satisfaction of anything. You right. wouldn't have that. I think, which is part of the human experience. You know. Yeah. Well, what what you're saying is reminding me a lot of Pleasantville. Yeah. Which is a really really good movie. Which I guess in a like in an odd way kind of fits into this theme a little bit. I would say actually it does. That is a dy- yeah. that is a dystopian yeah. society where everything is perfect on the surface but underneath everybody's unfulfilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can't have any change or difference. A lot of it seems like a lot of dystopian films operate on the premise of uh sameness. Uh, yeah. everything yes. works because we don't allow uh deviations from the norm. They have that Gattaca. in yeah, Gattaca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Equilibrium is another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Everybody's mm-hmm. you know doing the same thing. Uh, the Gift, I think, or what was the movie? Not the Gift. Uh, the Giver. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it, it, a lot of those operate under like smashing everybody into like a little mold, and then, mm-hmm. and then, but like what you know, everybody can't be happy with the same thing. So there's always going to be unhappy people going within the dystopia. Yeah, but I have a question though. And I'm going to shut the fuck up after this, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) What made me think about this was Blue Velvet. That's another example. Now, of course, not the future, right? Present day, kind of, for that time. But there's, I mean, the the opening scenes of the film explain what the whole trip with that, what Blue Velvet is. You you know what I'm talking about. The shot with the beautiful neighborhoods, everything's Mm -hmm. great. And then the camera goes down to the subterranean levels of the ground with the worms and the Mm -hmm. dirt and the filth. Um, that's kind of that idea too. Like this, and that's yeah. what that film really was an analogy for. Like beautiful lumber, lumberville, wherever lumber, lumberton, lumberton, lumberton. Yeah, um, beautiful lumberton. It's a perfect town. Everybody's so happy. And then at nighttime, they come out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, different, but the same. And on this thought thread, we're on. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. yeah, it just made me think about that, and I had to puke it out. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good point. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> you got some, Chris. I saw you yeah. glancing at your. Um, you know. I, I'm not really sure that Blade Runner would really... Does Blade Runner really... Uh, Blade Runner... No, that's dystopia. We just had a trip up here. Um, when you say Chris, call him Fifi. Fifi. Oh, I'm sorry. Fifi. No, it's okay. Chris Jordan is Chris, I totally but forgot he's about Fifi that. now. He's so Fifi. Call him Fifi. Okay, I'm right. Fifi. Well, I, I also have Blade Runner on okay. my list. So it works uh, out. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely... I don't think all Blade dystopian Runner. stories need that vibe where like everything seems outwardly no, perfect yeah. there's a lot of like a lot of the dystopian stories where it's sort of like the logical conclusion of flawed things about our society now um and yeah i think well i think a lot of like dystopian sci-fi stories i think what they all have in common is that they're all like using this like far off future setting to talk about things now yes. like either societal problems or things about the human condition and whatnot like i was you know like i there's sort of different like when i was thinking about the dystopian movies that i really like you can sort of break them down into sort of like socio-political dystopian movies philosophical ones 
and sort of like cultural and environmental right. um yeah like I mean, like the socio-political kind of stuff. I mean, of course, yeah, 1984, yeah. in addition yeah. to Fahrenheit 451, um, Brazil, V for Vendetta. Oh, God, V for Vendetta is so awesome. Yeah. Mm. I really like it. I know people compare it to the comic, uh, but I feel like they captured a lot of the comic in there. They, <clears throat> the comic's really old, too. Yeah. It's from, like, the 80s, so yeah. they had to kind of modernize it. Yeah, V for Vendetta is one of the biggest examples of why it just pisses me off so much when people do the, oh, it differs from the source material, therefore it's bad. Like, no, like, it was like an 80s, like, Thatcher and Reagan-era political commentary, and they updated it to be a Bush-era, yeah. like, post-9-11, like, post-Patriot mm -hmm. Act political commentary they couldn't make it exactly the same it wouldn't have been relevant but they took the best parts out yeah. of the book like yeah. uh his uh monologue in the beginning mm -hmm. the entire sequence uh when it's talking about the the gay actress yeah uh the letters she wrote that's word for word out of the comic book so they yeah. they, they kept the good parts and then they updated the parts that were dated so. Yeah, and it, I mean, that's, I've I've written quite a bit about that on Facebook after, you know, the election here with everything that's been going on. Like, mm -hmm. that movie is a really, really creepily accurate, like, that is how a 21st century technological society slowly slips into fascism mm -hmm. without the population really noticing until it's already there. And that's, Which is happening. Yeah. <laughs> that entire sequence with the gay actress like perfectly encapsulates that concept yeah. of of because it shows them just dating and then they're watching news and there's weird shit on the news and they're like, Oh whatever and then like they see their neighbors, stuff happening to their neighbors mm -hmm. and then they're busting in their door, taking them out, you know? Yeah. Like it goes just from like in that chronological order. But it shows how, you know, if you ignore the signs it creeps in, like you said, without yeah. you knowing. Yeah, and that's a lot of a lot of these, like those really political ones, are like that. Like Brazil, to a lesser degree, because it's so like Gilliam-esque and crazy. <laughs> but like, I always think of like that monologue, you know, where he's confronting, you know, his old friend who's the torturer. Like, oh no, you, like you executed the wrong man. Like, no, it wasn't my fault. I mean, he was given to me as the right man, and I took it on good authority that he was the right man, and I did what. I was supposed to do under the belief that he was the right man. What did I do wrong? Well, that falls under yeah. like the bureaucracy kind yeah. of thing. And like even now what uh, the senator that uh, she disagreed, so they fired her from the Trump mm -hmm. thing or whatever. Like it's the same thing. Like it's like if you question your bureaucracy, then what happens? And, yeah. and a lot of people are just like, oh, they just I just do what I'm told. That's what that entire movie is about. People doing things that don't make sense just because of antiquated rules that were written long ago mm -hmm. and nobody knows who wrote them anymore and everybody's just following them blindly for no reason yeah yeah and the whole red tape the movie basically mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and the whole like i'm just doing what i was told rationale for mm -hmm. doing really amoral things i was only following orders yep yep that's and that you know that was one of the things that i didn't like about being in the military is sometimes i felt like i was doing illogical things just because somebody told me to do it mm -hmm. and it was like really it's an uncomfortable feeling and but yeah. the entire military hinges on you do what i say but yeah that's one of the reasons i got out because i would just be like the thing you're telling me is stupid and you're a stupid person telling me this and i know it 
you know, but because you have an extra stripe on your arm, now I got to listen to you, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. I think that 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 happens not only in the military. I think mm-hmm. that's the best example. But I think that happens just in modern day society in in companies. I mean, yeah, I've experienced absolutely. that in my professional life where I see things put and now mind you it isn't I don't think it's nearly to the degree that the military would be um, but you have things that happen that are put in front of you and you're like that's ridiculous why would I do it that way there's other ways to do things like this that are much easier nope this is the way this is the process you do this but I have a better idea though you know things have changed I think nowadays I mean I think companies are and I'm not I think they're more open to you know to yeah. to suggestions and things like that uh but there was a time i know early in my career where it's like no you follow orders but this is just this is a waste of time we're just we're literally just treading our feet here i don't I, we're just spinning our wheels we're not doing anything with this and this way we do it we're moving forward don't care do it this way yep mm-hmm. and I, I when i was young i was like what well, this is what this is what you do to make a living <laughs> i mean i guess it's fine i'm getting yeah. a paycheck but it don't make any sense but that that carries into society though like you're saying this is what i think would cause the bigger problems in society and it does cause a cult mentality with people yeah what we're seeing now i think too i mean we all have different ideas on this stuff um but i think one of the big things you know and it ties in with these films we're talking about directly absolutely i think not only I was only following orders. Fall in line. Do what we say. Yep. You're but all the same. The thing is, though, too, mm-hmm. about that is that we like having homes. We like having simple comforts. I think most people alive today in America, we all have humble dreams. We're not all trying to take over the world. We are mentally. But yeah. really. We just want we, food yeah. and a house we have, we have and humble, happiness and family. Yeah. You know? And it's and that's a, that's a challenge nowadays. Yeah. It's a yeah. challenge. So when little things, I mean, is, is trigger happy as society is now with, with just jumping to conclusions about people, reputations, right? It's very difficult to step out of line. You see what I'm saying? No, go off the script. Go off the script and say and speak your mind, whether you people agree with you or not. That's a freedom I think is in serious jeopardy in this country. I yeah. know that there are, I think there's tact. That's the problem we have in this country now too, is tact with having an opinion, right? But I think people are very scared to have an opinion now, which goes right in. And that this is the future we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, that's like the... Sorry, I get off my soapbox. Now. No, no, you're, no, you're, you're totally right. I mean, that, that's that's why we're <laughs> talking about this. I mean, yeah. this idea, movies. yeah, like this, the fear, cultivating a fear to step out of line and a fear yeah. to speak up, and like this idea that like you'll be branded as a villain if you say anything contrary to what you know the leader is saying like yeah. that is well, this is this is how we get the v for vendetta future that this is, is how why... we get the hunger games future yes. where you're segmented into different groups and you know you're thrown into this thing where basically president snow trump yeah is the end all be all i mean seriously yeah i rewatched the hunger games like yeah. two weeks ago i got the mm-hmm. 4k blu-ray and i'm watching this going like holy fuck like this is not that far off 
with the things we see that's ha- that yeah, they're saying yeah. is going to happen with um with produce now they're saying that produce is going to skyrocket because they're deporting so many people that it's going to cause like a 75 percent increase in the cost of produce yeah in that movie they're starving why because they couldn't produce enough food mm-hmm. they can't keep up with the demand you know and i'm like watching this movie going like holy fuck like this this is actually kind of scary in a way yeah it it is i mean all these like the political type dystopian films especially like they are cautionary tales like for them to work they have to be close enough to home that like they could plausibly happen and yeah like we are we're seeing that like a lot of these like dial it back a little and you can see yeah yeah like we're it definitely feels it's weird when you watch the older ones and Mm -hmm. you see how you know uh, ahead of their time they were uh as far as just like different things like Mm -hmm. this isn't like a super old one but uh strange days oh god i Um, love that movie. it's a really interesting movie because it's i like uh I guess I like future movies that are a little more realistic with the way the future is. Like, like mm. sometimes you watch future movies, it's all redonkulous. Like, say, I like this movie, but say, like, The Fifth Element. Like, like that's yeah. redonkulous future, right? Yeah. And then you have Strange Days, which <laughs> is grounded. It feels like it's something a little farther away, but it still has things that, like, they still, you know, they have, like, credits, but there's paper money, too. And it's, like, kind of dirty future, you know? Like, it, there's future yeah. stuff, but it's grimy. All the shit don't work, you know? Just, like, real life, you know? Well, Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade yeah. Runner's just like that, too. Yeah, like Same that deal. grimy, kind of, like, realistic future. Well, yeah. and compare now what's going on, like, the PSVR in Strange Days. I mean, seriously? Yeah. I mean, it was a little more portable yeah. with Strange Days, the technology. Yeah. But, seriously, we're there. We're there. People are going to start using this stuff to actually escape from reality. The technology is like we're on the cusp of. I say it's these one things. generation away from being almost realistic. It's we're, we're really they're just working on the headsets. The graphics are already right. they're already affordable realistic graphics almost now. They're just working on the headset. I mm. think one or two generations of headsets, and they'll probably start making haptic gloves and suits you can wear. So I like, say 10 years, VR is going to be crazy. Are we going to get like the Neuromancer future where you can jack in? I hope so. And the internet I'm jacking, will be a place. I'm jacking in that shit hard. <laughs> I'm wait, I'm hoping by the time I'm old, in, they'll just have like uh, like that episode of uh, Black Mirror. The, was it uh, Jacinto one? Uh, the San Ju- Junipero. Did you guys watch no. Black Mirror? Oh. I did not, not see yet. that episode yet. Well, the the basic premise is like when you're old, you can uh, jack yourself into basically an afterlife that is just inside of a computer. It's like you're in the cloud and you can pick your own body and stuff. But I was hoping like by the time I'm old, they'll just have something like that for me in the old people's home. So like I'll just let my real body wither away or whatever and I'll just like be in the virtual reality. Yeah. Like, Change the bedpan every day. Yeah, because like when you're your really thing. old, it kind of yeah. sucks, right? Like when you're like 90, so the last 10 years, I could just be in like a young, cool body like in the VR world. But, you know, that depends on your views of the afterlife, I guess. To some people, that might be a hell. I don't know, like living in a computer. But to me, it sounds cool. Like kind of like singularity yeah. type of a thing or something. Yeah. Well, you know, this isn't even on my list, but it made me think about this um, because it's a movie I love. And it's, it has to do with this type of idea of virtual reality and things like this and how, how it could be applied um, is Brainstorm. Oh, Walker, oh, yeah. yeah that's right? a good movie. Oh, yeah. uh, which is... Uh, Again, I, I'd love to spoil the fuck out of that because I, I love talking <laughs> about the movie. But 
um, the idea of that film is so profound, um, and it is about these ideas very in the very early days, right? Mm. Very, very, you know, the technology was, and I mean, how it was presented was, you know, it's lab settings, like yeah. lots of exposed things, nothing pretty whatsoever. Um, but how it was applied, as we know, if you, I think you guys have all seen that mm-hmm. movie, right? And and what was done with it, that is yeah. a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it kind of ties into this idea, what you're talking about, maybe think about that, is, you know, you get to a point in your life where you're not mobile anymore, you can't do anything, and, you know, it's, I just watched my grandma pass away. It's fucked up to watch, you know, when you're at that point. I mean, we've all been through that. If not, you will be through that. Um, and it's tough to watch a person go into that into that state where their body just doesn't work anymore, you know. And their mind's there, yeah. But the body is not there. But anymore. they start they start drifting away from the living. Yeah, I I can't think of anything more frustrating though, you know, mm-hmm. more soul crushing yeah. than that. So maybe that is a good use of something. Is okay. Look, the body you, you've gotten to that point. You can't drive no more. You know, you can't do all these things. And I, I mean, I know. That was my my grandmother, for example, and this is why I think this is a really cool idea, is the number one thing that had my grandma so upset when I I went and saw her back in October last year was she couldn't drive. She was so upset about that. She wanted to drive. And it's we we all know it's a lot more than just driving and going to the supermarket it's, it's your fucking independence. independence it's lots yeah. of freedom yeah yep. it's your fucking uh-huh. independence it's it's able to do what you want to do so maybe well i mean i kind of winced at that initially but you know you think through it um maybe that is a cool idea maybe that'll take that stress off of a person mm-hmm. so maybe they are going to die in a couple of years the body they're going to shed the mortal coil right and go wherever you go i have no idea and maybe those last couple of years can not be that depressing thing we hear about and see mm. from our loved ones and other people we see you know out and about they can spend their last years enjoying themselves and also time is relative so maybe you could even uh, manipulate how like if they have two years to live maybe they could live 10 years mm. in virtual reality because virtual reality and time is already feels different i already noticed like i yeah. feel like it's been a couple minutes and it's been longer. Like I already noticed that. Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, you know, well, like I said, like time is, you know, how you perceive it. So like, like everybody's always known, like, you know, you're doing something really fun and time seems like it flies. And if you're doing something shitty, it's like fucking forever. It takes forever. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's relativity with. It's, it's relativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe they could somehow, you know, manipulate that yeah. while you're in there. So maybe it feels like you're in there longer. Speaking of relativity. I'm getting some Inception shit right now. Sorry. Yeah. I, you just yeah. read. Well, Inception. <laughs> Inception's a really good example of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate bringing this up, but I have to. Do it. Speaking of relativity, what about Interstellar? Future type film. Yeah. Maybe I'm off on this and call me on it right now if I'm wrong. Mm. Is that a, is that, would that fit in this? It's not, it can't be that rigid, I don't think, but. I would say. I'm coming to you on this, Michelle. I would say Interstellar is teetering on post-apocalyptic because they have the dust thing so like they can't grow crops and society's breaking apart yeah but i would say the end of it i wouldn't say maybe is a dystopia but it kind of it it transitions into like a more future uh when he you know he sees his daughter and all that and it's like later on yeah yeah um and actually a movie that's kind of i don't want to say it's similar interstellar but there's a movie called mr nobody 
oh, which God. I would say is like a dystopian film. It's not even maybe huh. really dystopian, but it's it's a, a society where it, old people, it's like weird to be old and, you know, like people You guys age. need to see this movie. Dude, that's fantastic. It's a fantastic film. It stars Jared Leto He's really as it. the main character, and it's, it's very similar to... The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, but not boring. But it's not boring, and it <laughs> it does a lot of stuff with sci-fi and in the future, and Whoa. it's really, really good. I watched it like three times now. It's very, very good. Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Mr. Nobody. Okay. Wow, that's it's really, yeah. really interesting. I dug that movie. I think it was foreign produced, though. Yeah. I think that's why I didn't get the big push over here. But as far as dystopian films go, would Children of Men... Oh, for sure. That's on my list, too. That's on my list. That was on my list. That is a brilliant. Incredible movie. Yeah. Incredible movie. You just saw it when I loaned it to you, right? Hell yeah. First time? Oh, lucky you. Watched the hell out of it, too. Uh, Yeah, that. Julianne Moore was the shit in that movie, first off. Yes. (laughs) And too bad we lost her, but. uh, (laughs) What are you laughing at me for? Too bad we lost her? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 No. (laughs) Yeah. That movie was a. I mean. That's a dirty film, too. Like, mm-hmm. you're talking about this kind of, that, that idea a minute ago, Michelle. It's a gritty film. It it's, is. It's yeah. very, like, the last, like, I'd say the last half of it just kind of dims out. Like, I think they shot, I don't know all the technical things, but it seems to have, like, dimmed out. Especially at the very end, too, where, like, you know, without spoiling, there's, like, on the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fog. Mm-hmm. The murkiness. Yeah. Um, but that story is incredible. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that, but. I mean, yeah. you guys saw it. Did you guys see it? Yeah. I, it just, a, that is a really great film. Yeah, It's really, yeah. like, riveting. Like, that, yeah. I was just engrossed in it. And also, just the way it's shot, there's uh, they're kind of cheatsy a little bit, but the two uh, one-take shots when yeah. she's in the car, and then at the end when they're falling them out of the building and stuff, they do have digital cuts in there that you can't see, but, like, it's just amazingly filmed. Oh, yeah. But like you said, like... It, it's a it's a future but not too far away to where it's not relevant to us anymore we still have like a way to anchor ourselves and say oh that's like now but more fucked up because there's definitely like a population Mm -hmm. problem Mm -hmm. that could be potentially i mean there's only a finite amount of resources on the planet and everybody keeps having kids yeah uh, they actually talk about that in uh soylent green which is another dystopian film it's on my list too yeah. Uh, overpopulation uh, and 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 resources only being allocated to the very rich, which is, I wouldn't say that America has uh, that kind of class system yet. Yet, but it's going that way where there's only going to be enough stuff for a certain amount of people. You know, and we have the conversation about minimum wage, and people are like, well, you know, flipping burgers ain't got no money. Well, you're making a class system if you if you make a whole layer of poor people on the bottom that literally can't take jobs. No right. job pays them enough to just fucking live. You know, yes. that's how you get you know class systems. But it, it's mm-hmm. really pronounced in Soylent Green, and and it actually. I mean, does everybody? Everybody knows the Soylent Green is oh, people yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a meme, basically. Like even yeah, people have not seen it, they know Soylent Green's people. Yeah. But I find that idea really incredible because you, they're literally eating the poor. Like yeah. the the rich are literally consuming the poor. So yeah, and they're well, and they're feeding the poor to other poor people. Like they're just they're cattle. They're nothing, and it, that's how some people think of poor people. Like they're not human. 
they're just animals that can be used for your gain you know like yeah it's just a really as goofy as that movie is because it's goofy i mean it's, it's like campy as hell yeah it's it's fucking i love campy 70s Charles charlton yeah. heston though he's so good i just love when he's all old and like sweaty he's fucking like chest hairs are out and he's all <laughs> fucking alpha male but and mm. he's like that in that movie but mm, so hard <laughs> But it's, you know, as campy as, oh, and that reminds me also, we were talking about old people and they have the old guy that goes into the death center mm. to, to basically kill himself because old people like have no value, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The only people that have value are people that can work, you know, in mm. that society. Oh, they, they have that in Children of Men, too. Oh, where there's yeah, the whole yeah. thing with like the, the suicide pills yeah. that yeah. people can Go buy. That's right. And, yeah, like just when they want to end it all. And it, yeah, and it had that like actual yeah. advertising, like it was all nice and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. And then in Children of Men, I mean, also speaking of dystopian things that hit really close to home now, in that one, like it isn't like a well, there is the rich and poor caste system, but the way that that society's caste system is really set up is around refugees. And how horribly refugees are treated, yeah. that they're made to be these, like, second-class citizens who are put into labor camps and dehumanized, and that's how, like, the movie's, like, white upper-class majority keeps mm. control. I, I saw a really cool video about Children of Men that uh, some guy made where he talked about how all the really uh, interesting ideas in Children of Men aren't happening on camera. They're in the background. Yes. Uh, like, it's weird because I think it's a really good analogy on, like, somebody living their life with privilege and they don't care about what's going on around them because the main character he kind of cares peripherally because things affect him sometimes he's a place where it's getting blown up but yeah. he really goes to the movie not giving a shit really unless it affects him yeah like he's not really there to help anybody he's he's just doing his own thing you know mm -hmm. uh and yeah. a lot of stuff that's going on in the background of the movie like he's on the bus and they're and he drives by the refugee camp where they're like literally in cages and shit and mm -hmm. like he just kind of just it, it's a whole lot of it's not happening to me so it doesn't matter in that movie and i think that as americans maybe we have that attitude more so than other first world nations and it's kind of getting worse yes. where people want you know like oh, we shouldn't be in other affairs well we all live on the same fucking planet we should be at least paying attention to them you know mm -hmm. but i found that was like an interesting idea like everything happens around that character as opposed to him so yeah. he doesn't I never care looked at it ends. that way yeah, I think I'd like to watch of, it again just based on that. Yeah. Yeah, I look in the background. There's so much stuff that is actually exposition, which I love when when movies tell the story not all with dialogue, with when when they do nonverbal or just visually and a lot of the story and the backstory you can glean from just things that are going on in the background. Like when he drives by a uh, a field and all the cows are dead because they couldn't afford to keep them they just shot them all and killed them and they're burning them and stuff and like all mm -hmm. that stuff's going on in the background but he's yeah. not the fo the camera just looks at it for a second gone you know yeah well i think that's how like really effective world building and that kind of a story is done like you have lots of just stuff in the background small like shots. little mm -hmm. small details like you have things that are there that you can catch but like the world feels bigger than just that one story yeah one I threw on this list here, and I don't know if you guys even remember this. I don't know if you guys have ever even seen this before or not. Is Trancers? Trancers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Trancers is which yeah. is certainly a movie. Now I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's great. Doesn't it have a different name? Jack Death. Jack Death. I, th I think it has like yeah. a. 
It does, right? No, it's, no it doesn't it's have a different answer. name, but there's like that's 20 the guy. Of that's them. the guy's uh, name, though. Is Jack? 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 Jack, Jack. Uh, yeah. Um, Helen Hunt's in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I'm I saw that so many years ago, and it just popped in my dumb, crazy brain. Uh, and ended up on this printed piece of paper that's yeah. ripped up now. Um, one of the things that made it stick out for me, like for example, there's a scene in the film where they're like he's at a coffee shop and he's celebrating something and he's like they're like what he's like give me a cup of coffee and they're like what you mean like real coffee he's like i'm celebrating give me the real stuff like yep there was a time that this is a time in the future and that's where he was was in the future mm-hmm. uh where i mean a simple pleasure like a cup of coffee like it wasn't like you had to pay a premium yeah for a cup of coffee Right? Yeah. What you're doing. Actually, we're doing that now, aren't we? And it probably wasn't even yeah. fair Fucking trade. Starbucks. What's that? <laughs> it probably wasn't even fair trade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... there. But that's... <laughs> Didn't even have the option to yeah. make it soy-based. <laughs> or he could Regular go to Idiocracy Land oh, and get a blowjob at Starbucks. <laughs> Idiocracy is on my list. Yeah, it was on my list, too. Films. Yeah. yeah. Idiocracy so, is literally a documentary now. Us. Yeah. But yeah, that was one of those Lord. little things. I mean, I I can't. There there was a lot. There was a lot of shit that went on in that movie. I can't remember honestly. Yeah, it was so many years ago. But that was one of the things that really stuck out for me. I'm like, okay, this is kind of fits in that idea. Just based on that idea alone. Yeah. Like, now that's a real cup of coffee at a diner. Yeah. It's like whatever, dude. There's that's a scene like that in uh, uh, Soylent Green actually uh, when. Charlton Heston is investigating uh, the death of somebody and he goes into their apartment and they have chicks that live with them that they call furniture. They're just hot girls that they just come with. They come with the apartment. So like if a new oh, person yeah. rents it, they just get yeah. the chick that comes with it. Yeah. And uh, he's yeah, <laughs> she's right. eating like jam out of a container. And he's Charlton Heston can barely like even concentrate on what she's telling him because he's like fixated on that jam. Yeah. He just wants a taste of it so bad because like all their food is just soy and green. It has no taste. And it's just funny watching the whole scene. He's just trying to like get uh, just a taste of that jam. And at the end, know, he steals it. Like she goes back to get it and it's gone. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that also that reminds me of like in Blade Runner and other just like little casual thing is how like there aren't any animals in the Blade Runner future. They're all dead. Mm-hmm. So like all the animals are robots because oh, yeah. like all the animals are extinct. Because yeah, when there's like the the dancer who has the snake, and, like oh, is that a real snake? Like oh, of course not. No, I mean are, I don't even know if there are real snakes yeah. anymore. That Blade Runner. I mean, and again, I think we already talked about this, this whole grayness thing. I mean, that's what I, I think that's what makes Blade Runner such a big deal. Is there's just all these elements, mm-hmm. and you can just go on about those elements as far as this type of type, oh, yeah. type of film. Yeah, cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. cyberpunk. Uh, that grayness, I think, and that's what really pulls me into like futuristic. And I, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit. Was the future. And yeah, there are these ideas of like this is a beautiful future. Look how perfect and clean and airy. How wonder we all thought it's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit, right? Yep. It's gonna be just as dirty in the future. We're just gonna have newer gadgets. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're still gonna have the 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 rust mm-hmm. and the dirt and the pockets of papers that have fallen out of people's cars in the corner of like overpasses and you're still, still gonna have, have that, that one mcdonald's french fry like an underneath your seat in your car that just won't rot this turned into a piece it's of, been there for yeah. like eight years yeah, yeah. Turns, it's yeah. like fossilized yeah 
I, I that's what really gets me into these ty- the, like these type of films is that like that I'm attracted to those type of films like where you still have the and like you said the rea- the reality of it. Mm-hmm. This is the reality of it. Yeah. Um, but this is a tough subject. I want to put that out there. This is to really think about this and because yeah, post a lot apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. I always mess it up when I say it too. So post-apocalyptic and dystopian type (laughs) films, they have a bit of a marriage, and it's tough Mm -hmm. to try to find stuff that really separates them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like post like post-apocalyptic is the world, and like dystopian is like the The socio-political environment. Yeah. Well, I put Snowpiercer on my list, and I think that's... Oh, I put it on my list, too. Oh, that is a definite dystopian film. Yeah. Because, I mean, the more I Mm -hmm. talk about it, I'm like, well, this is kind of post-apocalyptic. I'm just going to leave that alone. That's a good example of that's both. But, yeah, yeah, it really is, because, I mean, you watch how that film progresses, Mm -hmm. and that's incredible, that idea. I really like that, and I know some people didn't, because, like, if you try to t- explain this movie to someone that has not seen it, it yep. sounds, like, fucking so the stupid. The plot is ridiculous. You're like, okay, so, like, the whole world's frozen over, and everybody lives in a train, and it's got, like, unlimited energy, and everybody just lives on the train. You're like, that's the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> but when you watch it, it's fucking cool as shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. They did everything, and what's her butts in it? And she's so good. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, oh. her character's so fucking weird, man. Yeah. But she works. Every character she does is weird as shit, but she always makes it work. Probably because she's weird in yeah. real life, but like in the really cool way. Yeah, <laughs> that that movie it attacks like a lot of the same things like The Matrix did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much like know your place. The conflict between. Chris Evans and Ed Harris, yeah, mm-hmm. being the he, it was Ed Harris, right? Yeah, yeah. Ed Harris. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it was very much the same as Neo and the Architect in the Matrix. It was very, very similar mm. the way they pulled that off. But no, like Snowpiercer, it's kind of dumb in a lot of ways. But the action. Like when he's fighting all those dudes in the one car. Oh, yeah. with the black things yeah. on, they cut that. They get that fish in front of them. Yeah, I was just, like, oh, shit's about to go down. There's so much cool shit in that movie. Well, what what really pulled me into that film is just the absolute idea that everything could fly apart at the seams at any given second. Because they, you know, they show the inside of the train where mm-hmm. it's like silent, quiet, I and mean, not in the back of the train, but when you get further up. You know, that's where things get nicer, right? Yeah. And it's more serene and calm. But then they'd cut outside to the tracks yeah. showing the... Tr- and this, and it's like, dude, any minute. I mean, one wrong thing happens here. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if there's an avalanche or something comes down the track? I mean, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. But also shows that, you know, no matter what, I think humans have this urge to separate themselves and, and, and some be better than others. And mm. it shows like even in this small little cross section of humanity that's left, they've still somehow figured out a way to separate themselves in yeah. the classes on a fucking train, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a really neat idea. And it's a lot of cultures like the, the comic it's based on is French. And then the, the guy that directed it is uh, Korean. Yeah. And speaking of Korea, I would say maybe North Korea is a modern version of a dystopia. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Like they have like, you know, everything's perfect on the surface, but then you find out, you know, like whole families get murdered and they throw people in jail for no reason and all this crazy but stuff. The entire society is under control yeah. 
of the government. Mm -hmm. Like there's no freedom whatsoever. You will dress a certain way. You will act a certain way. You will eat a certain way. And if you move outside those boundaries, we're going to come into your house and slaughter all of you. Yes. And that's how it is. That's the reality of it. Oof. Freaky. But yeah. Is there any idea that you get, you think would any of you guys you think would work with something like that, where you would live in a society of that sort? I don't want to necessarily say, like necessarily call it communism, uh, but a society where you, because you know I think you you look at both sides of this mm-hmm. thing, and I hate I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or anything, but you know I think about the freedoms we have as people, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it reflects on our art too, mm-hmm. every piece of art. Um, and it's like, okay, we have all these freedoms, and and this as of now we do. I mean, we can do whatever we want. I know I can. I you know I just obey the laws, and I don't yeah. really have any drama in my life. But I do look around the world around me, the immediate world around me, and I see people who, with the freedoms they have, they abuse the shit out of them. They take them for granted, right? And yeah. they don't seem very grateful for what they do have. And I mean, I'm not preaching. I'm not trying to like make any, but I wonder sometimes where I'm like, man, man, these motherfuckers right here, they really could use a little attitude adjustment. Maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, well, I guess, it, well, that's what prisons are for, Scott. That's what reform schools are for, Scott. They teach discipline, which I don't think they, no. they work. <laughs> really, it's, it's a failed experiment, I think, the rehabilitation yeah. system in this country. But I do think about both sides of that and say, you know, maybe what? There, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it without sounding like a total dickhead, right? No, but I don't. If, I don't think there is a way to one hundred percent have a society where you have a set of rules that everybody will abide by, and you're always going to have, yeah, you're and always prosper. Gonna, yeah, you're always going to have, yeah. I guess, a black market, so to say. Yes, right. You're going to have anything. There's, I mean, look, the internet, the idea of the internet, got twenty five, thirty years ago now. When you know DARPA and these these things were happening, and the idea of the internet was we're going to have this utopian type thing mm-hmm. where you can go on and access any information you want, unlimited resources, mm-hmm. share information with each other, exchange ideas. It'll be fucking beautiful, right? And look at it now. <laughs> we have the deep web. Yeah. We have cesspools. Yeah, and I, again, not preaching. These are the facts. Reddit. <laughs> well, yeah. We have Reddit. <laughs> we, we, there Cat are videos. there are the black markets, the, the dark societies on the web now. I yeah. think that that's just. Uh, I I know people like to to you know say oh capitalism's bad or socialism's bad or communism's yeah. bad. They're not. If you read any of those three things on paper, they're, they're like great. they sound like great fucking ideas. Yeah. yeah. But then you get humans involved in any ism yeah. and it gets perverted because it goes through the infinite varieties and and interpretations of people. So, you yeah. know, I feel like a combination, like you can maybe pick and choose the best parts from each thing. Like we kind of like we have a capitalist society, but we use socialism for like uh, public schools or roads or libraries yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, the fire departments, shit like that. It's a combination. Like, it's always kind of funny to me because you always see people like, you know, fuck socialist communism. I'm like, motherfucker, are you do driving you like on having the sh- a fire department? Yeah. Do you like right. driving on a highway? Like, do you shut like up. Having well, that's police? what I love. I love hearing people when they when they complain about paying taxes. Yeah. Oh, you pay goddamn taxes. I'm like, OK, you drive on the roads. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you use parks. Mm-hmm. You, you use all these city facilities. You have, you know, you have all these national things. parks. You have to pay. Mm-hmm. T- you have to pay taxes for that. I'm. That's. Yeah. That's the system. I didn't start the shit. I'm just trying to work with it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and I. But but if you argue with someone about that, they act like you started the shit. It's like no. I'm just. I'm playing the game here, man. Yeah. You gotta pay in. Yeah. I don't like. I. I. Get, I it hurts. My butt hurts. I just paid taxes. My ass is killing me right now. But. <laughs> That's what you have to do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is your, how much of a rebel can you be? Is is your question? <laughs> is there a is there a utopia that is possible with humanity? Is there no. a, maybe like a no? no? I think you I could, don't believe maybe yeah. if you only had two people. Like I think if you add more oh, than two find, people, yeah, those two people fuck it up. In order to do yeah. something like that, it would take something crazy like Gattaca, where basically you are born and bred and programmed to be part of the societal machine Mm -hmm. in every once in a while you'd have the flawed character that would come out but you dispose of them you dispose of them that's chaos theory i mean you just can't there's no way you can eradicate that 100 percent, right no you can't i I don't care what idea you have how radical it might be how beautiful it might be you're always, and I'm not saying that you're always going to have someone who's going to fucking bitch about it. I mean, well, and I don't mean that in a bad way. What they may be bitching about is a very good point. Well, it goes back to Neo in the Matrix yeah. again. You know, he was the one, the one, but he was the flawed one. He was the one that didn't fit in yeah. with what they were creating, and he was ejected from the system, basically, correct? Yes. Well, the the Matrix is is a pretty good example of a you know a dystopia. We didn't really talk too much on it, but yeah. I think it's the especially the first film. I don't think the second or third film are that great, to be honest. No, uh, but the first film is like I'll kill you both. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I know people are always like, man. I'm like, nah, man. The first no, most mo- people don't like the second and third. I don't really like the second, but I love the third. They have cool action scenes, but yeah. I feel like yeah. the 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 concept was the strongest in the first film. The idea of you're part of a system. Uh, you, you're not supposed to go outside your station. You're not supposed to go off your script. You're just supposed to accept reality that that you're given, and um, and the fact that the robots are running everything. It's a program. All that shit was like mind blowing. It's like fantastic fucking sci-fi. But I always found it, you know, the way that Neo struggled with being the one. Like he didn't want to accept that role, kind of at mm-hmm. first. He, uh. And, and then there's the idea of uh, maybe you can even transfer this over to Americans and how we live privileged lives. And basically the people that were living in the Matrix were living the privileged life. And the people that unplugged from the Matrix were seeing reality for the way it is. Right. And they were like wearing rags and eating like gruel, right? So some that, like the one guy that he wants to go back into the Matrix because he he doesn't want to accept reality for what the way it is. He wants to go back to having the privilege. Yeah. Like basically, yeah. it's all about privilege: who has it and who mm-hmm. doesn't in the Matrix, and and whether you want to, do you want to live like a man, do you, or like a man or a woman? Do you want to live like a real person, except reality, but it sucks, or do you want to live in a dream that's awesome? And it wasn't even like awesome, but it was just like not horrible, you know? Yeah, like do you want to like be able to see the yeah, like the inequality mm-hmm. and the things that that your privilege hides from you? Yeah, well, that's definitely. You know, Not very applicable. It made me think of a fan fiction story that I read years ago, a Hellraiser fan fiction story. Ooh, um, I might need a link to this. 
by uh, the way. Yeah, yeah I, had, I, I think it's on cinebike.org. That's what, huh. the number one fan fiction site. But it was, you know, in brief, part of the story was a war breaks out mm-hmm. um, in the labyrinth, basically, um, mm. with people who are trying to escape. There was actually an upset. People came into the labyrinth and more or less blew shit apart, fucked stuff up, right? We, we, we know what we're, they're talking about. Um, and some of the people who were Cenobites were being converted back to being humans. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't take it. Mm. They were dying to go back into one of them chambers where they <laughs> all over you and tear you apart and turn you into a soundbite. <laughs> there were people rushing to get back in there because huh. it was the same idea. Like, I want to live in this world. I don't want to live as a human anymore. Yeah. I want to be, live and just. I want to get my bl- butt spanked by a pinhead for yeah, eternity. I wanna, I, yeah, I want to just live in, live in servitude like this to to leviathan mm-hmm. <laughs> right? it's the same type of idea yeah. much different setting but it made me think about that you know and i think is that where we're really going now you know i mean we, look at look at what we do with these where the hell did mine go look at where the hell did they go oh here they here's one of them look at these things yeah cell phone yeah mm-hmm. we're people can't glued even fucking drive without looking at these things anymore they're mm-hmm. glued to them I mean, and don't get me wrong, when I'm sitting at the doctor's office, this is a fantastic <coughs> time killer. Oh, right? yeah. This yeah. is really great to have. I mean, anything I want, I can get it here now, right? Yeah. But we've already heard the stories, and I'm not trying to get all Alex Jones and conspiracy theory on people, <laughs> but, you know, well, yeah, someday these will just be in your goddamn head. It's going to be totally awesome. You just point, you just whack your finger around your I'm not going to lie, that sounds awesome. Call. I'm getting any and all cyborg implants, <laughs> so you guys know. <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking cool as shit looking. I'm getting cyborg eyes. I have cool metal legs. You yes. guys could be normies if you want, but. <laughs> but 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 is this where it's going though? I mean, I mean, yeah. as far as society, this idea. I mean, you don't tell me you don't kind of wince when you see just mm. people going. Well, if you watch yeah. Black Mirror, which if you said you hadn't seen any no, of it, seen it, dude, yeah. it's fantastic. You should watch it. But they have an episode where everybody has, like, basically, the, they're implanted in their heads, and they could just look at shit. Like, you can look at people and, like, pull their stats up and stuff. That was wow. the first episode, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And All the this way, stuff you're talking about, one. they t- totally talk about, like, in fact, Black Mirror is dystopian stuff, like, hardcore. Yeah. yeah. I, I pulled a bad faux pas in radio, and I grabbed an object, and I didn't say what the object was. <laughs> That's why I did. That's oh, did why you? I said what oh, did it you was. say that? Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I was holding a cell phone. Just holding a smartphone. Yeah. Now we only shit. touched on idiocracy for a minute. Let's talk about that. But seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't watch that movie now and not see that as just like total. Yeah. To, I mean, it, we literally it, have Comancho as the president. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Mountain Dew. What was his whole name? Mountain president. Dew. Uh, Hector Camacho, yeah. Mountain Dew. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what's funny is when that movie first came out, it bombed super hard because people didn't understand it. Like they didn't get the satire of it. Yeah. And then um, later it became like a cult hit because people were like, "Oh shit, this shit's happening." Yeah. Like, for reals. Yep. Well, now we recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. I like money. Yeah. yeah. The, the entire <laughs> thing is just. I know it's like, and you know, it's played out for jokes, but the more you watch it, like, the less funny it gets because you're like, this shit's for real is happening. Like, yeah. Well, people are getting dumb. Dumber. They're getting dumbed down. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've said it before on the show, like, I'm not calling my kids stupid or anything, 
but I can ask them about like historical events that we learned about in school when we were kids and they don't even teach them this shit anymore. Because they have the you phone. Yeah. You don't need to remember things when you have yeah. Google. But they just Ugh. don't teach it at all. They don't teach stuff at all in school anymore. And everything, you know, math is, you know, shortcuts to doing it and spelling it's shortcuts to doing it. And they don't learn cursive writing anymore. Like idiocracy is totally spot on and the way it represents our culture as a whole because people are just getting to be fucking idiots. Well, everything you, yeah. you're saying, everything you said there had the same type of thread, though, to it. Everything was shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shortcuts. Yeah. Shortcuts. Speed. Efficiency. Mm-hmm. How fast can we go? How fast can we go? You ever feel, and I'm a victim to this every single day I wake up out of bed, every day. I don't feel like I have a minute where I can just go, fuck it. I'm going to sit here and do nothing for a few minutes. Oh. Mm. How do you guys feel? Yeah, same. You feel like you're always running. feel like you should be doing something. You're in yeah. the rat race. You got to be productive. You got to keep moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I like being productive. I mean, I like doing professionally. I want to be productive. Personally, I want to be productive. I think it's a positive thing. But. As George Carlin said many years ago, does anybody just take a fucking walk anymore? Right? Or sit around, or silence now, that's kind of like a premium thing. There's always TV, something, noise, music. I I can't count how many times I'll be like, you know, at home reading a book or something, and I I won't have any music on, and somebody will come over, and they're like, why is it so quiet in here? And I'm like, because I'm fucking reading, man. I I don't need sound every 24-7 happening, you know? I do not understand... The people, and I, I know people who do this, who, like, they just, they need the TV on as background noise mm-hmm. yeah. all the time. One of my former roommates, like, when she'd be on the couch reading, she had to have the TV on in the background while she was reading. Like, what, but doesn't that distract, distract you yeah, from yeah. your reading? You can't the, concentrate. The TV is on? Like, uh, you're like taking in two different things at once. You're not yeah. really reading You're them. not you're, processing you're, the information. Yeah. And then if you ask her, like, what was your favorite part of that book? She'd be like... What the guy on the TV said, you know, sensory overload. Yeah, that's too much. I know in my home, for example, uh, when we were setting things up years ago, I said, they're like, well, where are we going to put the, no, in the fireplace room. They're like, where are we going to put the TV in here over the fireplace? I'm like, no, this is a fireplace room. Yeah. You don't watch TV in here. You sit here and you chill out. You watch wood burn and you shut your damn mouth and you be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. There's a TV on the other side of the house. You want to watch TV? You go over there. Mm-hmm. But this is the place of solace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is and my sister over Christmas. It was so funny. My sister came over. You know, she has a kid and two dogs and a husband and the house. So as you can imagine, the house is pure chaos all the time. She came over <laughs> to my house by herself, and we sat in that room looking at the Christmas tree, and she's just like, huh. And I, I looked at her, I'm like, what, what's wrong? And she's like, the silence. It, it, it just makes me, it makes me, I'm like, oh, you're not used to it. You're just, you're used to all this activity right. around yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, this is sometimes what you have to have. And I don't think people, you know, and I know just from my mind, I have a, and I don't know how your guys' minds work, but I have a mind where it's like, you know, just a circus. It's always. Yeah, I can. I never stop. It's like the Simpsons where they look inside Homer's brain and it's just like that monkey clapping the little symbols together. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, there's, and I've always been really, 
always looked up to people I know who can actually do the true like mind clearing exercise, like clear your mind. Just yeah. distract, just discard that thought. And I'm like, fuck that. That's the new Slayer record. No, no, I can't discard. You know, I can't put as anything pops in there. I have to latch on to mm-hmm. it and hold on to its back and ride that whale out. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't I think as a society, and boy, are we in the fucking weeds right now, but I'm OK with that. It's OK. Um, that's the, the, I think the, one of the scariest parts is that we're so distracted and I mean, films have shown that. Mm-hmm. I mean, distractions, things that keep your mind off well, these things. It, it, they give know. you distractions. Uh, they actually, uh, Idiocracy covers this too, but like Brave New World mm-hmm. and the dystopia, yeah. they don't, it's not like 1984 where they're crushing you underneath their boot, boot to get yeah. you to conform. And in a Brave New World, they just give you so much pleasurable things to do. Uh, like they take they basically there's legal drugs everybody takes them nobody dates anymore everybody just fucks everybody it doesn't matter you just do whatever you want all the time that they don't realize that they're (laughs) you know living in a dystopia because Mm -hmm. they're being uh distracted by pleasure and uh entertainment it's like a kind of like opposite and an opposite uh, of 1984. Yeah. Like we're being distracted by fake news. Well, yeah. It, I mean, now, I mean, what we have, we have cat videos, YouTube, video games, comic books, books. Yeah. There's so much media. And now we can take the media on the go. It used to be back in the day, you could only watch TV when you're at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's where TV was. Now, fucking, you can watch something every second of the goddamn day. If you can take a shit, you can take your phone with you. You can have, the, like you said, the smartphone is basically brought distraction with us 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it still amazes me. I mean, I really, yeah. I, I, I'm amazed. Like, I go, this little thing in my pocket, I can watch a whole movie on. Yep. I can I can get any information on I want. I can see what my friend's having for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, any bullshit piece of information I want, I can get it at my fingertips now. It blows my mind still. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it scares me. Yeah. It really scares me. Yeah, another dystopian story that really reminds me of all this that like idiocracy kind of bombed at the time because it was just way ahead of its time is uh max headroom that i showed you a long time that yeah like that you know it was way ahead of its time because that was like the late 80s yeah it is a dystopian future where all media has been vanquished by reality tv that is everything and TV networks and fast food companies own everything, including the government. And, like, the only food is fast food, and it's illegal to turn off your TV because the networks own everything. Yeah. And there was, like, the network wars that were, like, actual wars. And, like, and elections aren't, like, people don't, like, vote per se. It's, like, ratings. Yeah. Like, you know, elections are determined by TV viewership. And it's... Just like it's all of that, like it, like we're we are like living that the max headroom future. We're on the cusp, and there's like the episode where there's like this like bombed out shell of a movie theater, and there's these kids like what, like what is that? And (laughs) this guy's like, oh well, you know, once upon a time, long ago, people like got together and saw things in a theater and it was like a shared experience and people would just like sit down and like share this thing it's like whoa that's so weird 
Yeah. And yeah, and like in the the pilot episode of that show, which I absolutely love, the premise is that, you know, because they have to cram in more advertising, so they are making these like subliminal ads that are a thirty second ad crammed into three seconds and <laughs> they make people's heads explode. Like, no, like, we have to do it anyway. Because, like, yeah, like, so, like, 2% of people, their heads are going to explode. But everybody else, we can <laughs> advertise to them faster. Like, it's it's worth it. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. I watched that entire series when it was on. I think it was on ABC, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, I watched that whole thing when I was a kid. What have we done to this topic? It's, it's so good. <laughs> I like that, it. That's legitimately yeah, like like dystopian. That's, yeah. that's not right. topic. I like, how, right. I, I like how it kind of went in and out and all around and... Well, yeah. But yeah, no, like everything we've been talking yeah, about relates, though, because that's yeah. Yeah. why dystopian stuff is significant, is because it's about social issues and philosophical questions, and yeah, like, this is totally on on topic. Well, I think yeah. I think good art makes you think, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, That's yeah. like, the not, and the, I've been saying that since I started, you know, Chris and I got married, and we just started to start doing this show, um... <laughs> Was you know <laughs> I carried you over the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite art is the art that makes me think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care what kind of if it's a movie or a music. I mean, it's something that gets my mind going and thinking about the world around me. And it entertains me, of course. Right? Yes, but if it really gets you and and I think this discussion is a is a testament to that. So great. Absolutely. I'm exhausted now. Yeah, yeah, me I'm too. I'm so fucking mad. I hate everybody. My brain's just gone. Yeah. All right, good idea, everybody. Michelle. Ten points to you for bringing that one in. Ten points to Gryffindor. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a really good one. This is Chris with TheMovieSleuth.com. Check us out at www.TheMovieSleuth.com. Questions, comments, or concerns, email us at Chris at SpoilerFreeMovieSleuth.com. With that, we're out of here. Visit us at www.TheMovieSleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes. <laughs>